0: Welcome to C4 Church Online, equipping you as you follow Jesus. Well, good morning, everyone. We're so glad that you're joining us here today. Good morning to all of you in Port Perry and good evening to all of you in Bowmanville. So first of all, Easter last weekend, wasn't that an unbelievable experience for us all? Yeah, just uh, absolutely amazing. Well, the party is continuing today as it's now Baptism Sunday. I hope all of you have come excited and ready to celebrate what God has done in lots of people's lives. Let me just take a few minutes to walk through what baptism is for we who are Christians, also for you who are skeptics and seekers, and many of you who are guests who may or may not have any church or Christian background. Uh, According to the Bible, God clearly intends Christians to follow through with water baptism as a step of obedience shortly after believing in Jesus. Baptism is part of the mission of the church, Uh, Baptism is commanded by Jesus himself and all believers as they have opportunity are called are commanded are invited to undergo water baptism. I mean, Jesus very last words before he left for heaven are found in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. That's all people groups. And you baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and the Holy spirit and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Now, let's just walk through a few questions today. Uh, What is the meaning of baptism? What does it actually accomplish, if anything? Who should be baptized? And what is the proper form of baptism if there is one? Well, let's just start with the very word, baptize. In Greek, to baptize, the word reads like this. It is to dunk something. It's to plunge something. It's to dip something. It's to immerse something. It's to pass under something, or it's to emerge from. The pattern in the New Testament is what we call full immersion. You see this in John the Baptist ministry, Jesus' own baptism, and all the different accounts in the book of Acts. Just listen to Jesus' own story, Mark 1.10. And Jesus, after he came up, Out of the water, not walking in the water, like emerging from the water. In Acts 8.36, it says, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot, and both Philip and this Ethiopian eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up Out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. Okay, so what does baptism mean? Well, Christian baptism is a way of demonstrating your faith in Jesus. It it demonstrates a new identification with Jesus as Savior, as leader, and Lord of your life. Now, the symbol of water baptism is profound and beautiful, like a multifaceted diamond. When a person is immersed in water, the action is an expression of death to their old way of life, pre-Jesus, and a resurrection to their new life, Now, now the book of Acts tells the story of the growth and expansion of the Christian movement 30 years after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Over and over again, new followers of Jesus, that's new believers, men and women and kids and young adults, Jews, Greeks, slaves, rich, poor, they all respond to the gospel in a very similar way. There's always, first and foremost, repentance, a word our culture doesn't like, but it's epicenter for us as Christians. Repentance from sin. There's sorrow. We admit, yes, I've sinned and broken God's heart and God's law, and I want to turn my life from living under the power of sin to a new way. And so there's repentance. And then there's belief, part two. Trust in the person and the work of Jesus. That's Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins based on his death and resurrection from the cross. This belief is rooted in Jesus alone. The early church, was unashamedly clear and all Christians ever since if they're faithful to the Bible are unashamedly clear that Jesus, Jesus Christ is the only way to actually get eternal life, forgiveness of sins and get home. Jesus himself said these very un-Canadian but very, very true words. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one gets to God the Father except through me. One of the earliest Christian sermons ever preached, this is repeated in Acts 4.12, Salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to humanity by which we must be saved so you've got repentance and you've got belief and that is usually immediately followed with this baptism in water In the very first sermon ever preached, ever, in the Christian community, we see the connection. Let me read it to you today. Acts 2.37. When the people heard this message, they were cut to their hearts. They were convicted. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children and all those who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he warned them. He he pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. And notice verse 41. Those who accepted his message, were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number that day. Now, this is really critical. Notice, after they believed, after they repented, after they trusted in Jesus and affirmed who Jesus was and who he was not, then they were baptized. And this is the light bulb moment maybe for some of you. Baptism is an outward symbol of an already experienced inward work. Now, the symbols of baptism are many. The first one is like being washed clean. It's the symbol of being washed clean. The Bible says that all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us are like a really beautiful white sweater or, or a very f- a famous dress on, that you love or a pair of jeans, whatever you love in your head as a piece of clothing. And it's covered with dirt and even feces and blood. It's just covered and, and broken. And then you put it in the washer and you have the perfect Tide Pod and it makes it brand new. That's what Jesus does. He takes beautiful Things that have been tarnished and, and soiled and broken and restores them. So baptism is the symbol of being made clean, and this is what we read about in 1 Corinthians six eleven. Uh, that's what some of you were, sinful and broken. But now you've been washed, you've been sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of uh, by and by the Spirit of our God. And so baptism is the symbol of being made clean. But not only is it the symbol of being made clean, baptism is the most public way of confessing your personal and corporate belief that Jesus actually died and Jesus actually physically rose from the dead. And that has an implication now in your life. Romans six one. What shall we say then? Shall we go in sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. And we are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may now live a new life. I love this, verse five. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Baptism is the most direct way of confessing our belief like we celebrated just last week in Easter that Jesus really did die and Jesus three days later really physically came back to life. It also reminds us, baptism reminds us that actually sin doesn't own us anymore. We now have the authority and power because of resurrection to say no to sin. We couldn't say no before but now we can. And third of all most beautiful, most encouraging is if we actually encounter Jesus then we also will be physically raised from the dead in time. Uh, A symbol we use here all the time at C4 is a wedding ring. Here's my wedding ring right here. Now, a wedding ring doesn't make me married to Joanna. It is the symbol of the vows and commitments I have already made. If I lose my wedding ring, I will be in mega epic trouble. But it doesn't stop me from being married. But it is the outward symbol of the inward commitment. And so this is a declaration I'm unavailable. This is a declaration that actually my vows vows are eternal that's why this is a circle it's gold so why does that matter because it's precious and so I've made the decision to be exclusive to Joanna Eaton Thompson so the same with baptism baptism is declaring only Jesus Christ and through Jesus to the Father by the Spirit that is my oh no other gods I'm in with him fully now imagine you were at a wedding and the groom was up here and the bride walked down the aisle and it was beautiful and it was just the way it should be and and then the pastor is standing here. And at this moment, they came to the exchanging of rings and vows. And the groom said, "Mm, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. Do you think that would go very well? No, I think there would be real problems real quick. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because there's a lot of you within the sound of my voice who love Jesus, you're committed to Jesus, and yet you refuse to put on the wedding ring. Why is that? Why would you stop putting on the wedding ring, the public declaration of your faith? See, you've got to wrestle this down even today. Now let's take a moment to describe what baptism doesn't do. Going through the ritual of baptism doesn't make you a Christian. Uh, Lots of people get baptized for lots of reasons. Only faith in Jesus Christ makes you a Christian. We we know this. It's grace. Ephesians 2.8 is by grace you get saved through faith. This is never from yourself. It's a gift from God. It's not by works, so no one gets to boast. By the way, nor does the ritual of baptism make you a super Christian. You don't get zapped in the tank and suddenly, oh my goodness, you, you're holy. And No, no, no. Baptism is the first step in obedience to a lifelong journey walking with Jesus and growing in love and growing in holiness. That's why the excuse, I'm not ready yet to be baptized, is an excuse. Because baptism is the beginning of the relationship. It's the wedding ring. It's not 10 years into the marriage. Now, let's answer just a few questions because a lot of us have them. Number one. What about this spirit baptism thing, John, I hear about? Well, Paul talks about it. We dealt with it in our series, 1 Corinthians 12.12. Just as a body, though one has many parts, and all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ for we were all notice that word all Christians baptized by one spirit as to form one body whether we're Jew or Greek or slave or free we're all given the one spirit to drink so everyone's got to catch this baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't a secondary thing that happens after you're converted every Christian on earth whether they accepted Jesus at 3 or 15 or 20 or 40 or last weekend or 80 whatever you were baptized in the spirit you were plunged into the spirit the old Sunday school ad Jesus lives in my heart, is a reflection of this. Every Christian on earth is baptized in the Spirit. Oh, we may have lots of encounters with the Holy Spirit later, but don't call that baptism of the Spirit. It's being filled with the Spirit that happens again and again in small ways, medium ways, and large ways. Water baptism is a symbol of Spirit baptism. You're baptized by fire and then with water, and one represents the other. Uh, Here's another question. Wonder if I was baptized as a baby, uh, but it wasn't my choice. Obviously, it wasn't. And what do I do with that? Okay, everyone leaned in. This really matters. Lots of good Christian traditions, Anglican, for example, Presbyterian, and others, baptize infants, and we don't. Let me work this out so you understand the mentality. So the idea is mom or dad or mom and dad are followers of Jesus and love Jesus deeply. And then they baptize an infant and their faith covers the infant for a period of time. So it's sort of like they're included in God's family by relationship, by family. And then later when they're 12 or 13, you do something called, anyone know? Confirmation. And confirmation is you now as a teenager or young adult confirm that your parents' faith is now your own faith. Now, here's what's really important about this. If you were baptized as an infant and your parents or whoever baptized you weren't Christians, it's null and void because there's no faith covering you and you need to be baptized. Now, maybe you were baptized as an infant and mom or dad or whoever stood instead for you loved Jesus, but you never did confirmation. Okay, it's still null and void. You never went public and said, as a teen or a, a older kid or as an adult. No, I am in, this is my own faith. You need to get baptized because you never finished that process. Now, many of you might say, actually, I was baptized as a baby. Mom and dad love Jesus. I love Jesus. I did confirmation. Do I need to get baptized again? Well, we would say there's no, there's no process like that in the New Testament, but we would absolutely affirm that is a genuine move of God and we would affirm it. Now, you might say, I read the New Testament testament and I still feel I need believers baptism I need to get immersed then that's an issue of conscience for you and you're most welcome to do that Okay, uh, another really interesting question I hear all the time is, wonder if I don't feel ready. Well, let me just address this again. Baptism is what you do when you love Jesus. If you love Jesus and you're committed to Jesus and you believe you're going to be covered for the rest of your life and eternity because of his work, faith alone, grace alone, through Jesus alone, then actually you are ready. Baptism is not about spiritual maturity. Baptism is not about having the right people in the room. Baptism is actually a declaration of your faith faith. That is the beginning of the conversation and the end. So if you say you're not ready and you love Jesus, you are ready. Get in the tank. Others you are like, John, I'm embarrassed. I've been a Christian for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, and I just never obeyed. And I go to connect group and I read Bible and I give money at church and I serve. I get it. Embarrassment or pride never should stop any of us from obeying Jesus in any way. Jesus commands you get baptized. And so if you're embarrassed, put down your embarrassment, and we would love to celebrate the work of Jesus in your life, even if it's a little late. Now, some of you are like, John, you know what? I know I'm supposed to be baptized, and I've worked this out, but someone told me I had to. And since they told me, I got stubborn and prideful. I dug in my heels and said, I'm not doing it. No, no, hold on. You might be a little angry at some people who said that. Maybe they didn't say it the right way to you. But you actually are rebelling against the one that you love and who loves you. So actually forget that person or forgive that person or that church. You need to come to the place where you go, you know what? Actually, I love Jesus so much. I am just going to obey. Pride and stubbornness, you'll always lose when it comes to God. Come, he's a good father. Jesus is a great savior. The Holy Spirit's a wonderful comforter. Do not resist him, obey. One of the ones I've heard, especially from people who grew up in churches, wonder if my story isn't powerful enough. You're like, I became a Christian at three or five with my grandma or my mom or a Sunday school teacher. And then I hear these people come up and they're like, you know, I'm a international drug dealer and, uh, you know, okay. Let's all get this together, ready? Number one, whose story are we celebrating today? We're not celebrating our stories, even though they're important. We're celebrating whose story? His story, and his story has changed our story, and now our story reflects his story. So actually, everyone's story is enough, strong enough, beautiful enough, powerful enough, because it's actually Jesus' story that we're celebrating. Amen? Right, so everyone catch this. This is critical. This is really important. So for you who became Christians at two or three or five and you've got no huge testimony, yes, you do. You're saved by Jesus Christ, come get baptized. Others of you are like, you know what? I was good, I was kind, I never was that rebellious. But you've come to realize that your own trust in your goodness or your religiosity or your moralism was an idol and was sinful because you thought God would love you if you're good enough. And you're like, no, I need a savior and his name is Jesus. So you come and say, I used to trust in my goodness. And I realized I wasn't good because I was trusting in myself coming get baptized. others of you come from other faiths. You were from a different religion and now you're giving your full allegiance to Jesus and walking away from other spiritual forces or ideas come get baptized. And some of you, lots of you actually have a lot of dark past. And you know what? You're leaving that history and you're coming to Jesus. Every one of us has a powerful story because of what Jesus has done in our life. Now, let me just give a few instructions uh, for us today. What should I do? Here's the question I always ask. What should I do every time I see a baptism if I've already been baptized? Well, number one, this is what I even do when I do weddings. Uh, when I'm actually helping a couple exchange vows or rings, I'm reminding myself that I am married and I am responsible to keep my vows strong. So I renew in my heart, very quietly, my own vows. So for all of you who love Jesus and have been baptized and you've obeyed Jesus, when you see baptisms today, you need to say in your heart, very intentionally or out loud, I also say yes again. Jesus is my savior and Lord. Jesus has the final say and ownership over my thinking, my family, my money, my money my sexuality, my relationships, my dreams, my theology, my everything. You need to say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And you need to say, yeah, I do renounce the works of the world, the flesh, and the devil once again. Now, here in our community, we love baptism so much. We make it such a big deal. We give standing ovations to every single person who gets baptized. Even if there's like 400 of them, we keep standing. And so we just want to encourage you uh, today when we see people baptized, you need to give a standing ovation. Because today, even on this day, we're going to see kids and teens and young adults and adults all go public with their faith of Jesus and their confession of Jesus' death and resurrection. Resurrection. Now, as you see, lots of people get baptized today. Some of you, as I've been speaking, having your hearts been pounding and racing, you've been like, "Oh my goodness, that's me, John. I actually am a Christian." And and. I'm supposed to be baptized. Maybe you became a Christian literally last Sunday or on Good Friday or, or a while ago or an elf. You're like, oh, but I didn't get ready. And I, I I didn't submit my story or, or listen, it's all good. At every one of our sites, we have towels, we have bathing suits. We've got t-shirts of all sizes. Nothing should stop you from being baptized today. And so during, uh, actually the baptisms, as you're about to see them, you stand up and come forward at each one of our sites. There will be volunteers and pastors near the front. Find them, and they will either baptize you during the service or after. Now, across all of our sites, we're going to watch people get baptized, and we're actually going to all together at all three of our sites start here at Ajax, and we're going to actually see some all together get baptized here. And then afterwards at Bowmanville and Port Perry, you're going to continue with live baptisms at your site. So I hope you're excited. Are you excited today? great. I hope that you're ready to celebrate what God has done and what God is going to do through C4 and among C4 here in Ajax, in Port Perry, and Bowmanville, as we see all sorts of people get baptized. So let's just take a moment and, and let's pray together. Number one, thank you, Lord, uh, for last weekend. Thank you that thousands upon thousands of people between Good Friday and Easter came and celebrated Jesus's death and resurrection. Uh, for many of us who love you, we we just again celebrated and affirm our hope. We pray for everyone who heard the good news they'd come to faith in Jesus and today uh, we just want to pray for every one of these Baptist, scores of people who are about to get baptized that every one of them would love Jesus walk with Jesus and, and be faithful to him the rest of their lives we we dedicate them we pray for others who now know they're supposed to be get baptized and, and they're wrestling and they're scared because of crowd size or someone's not here and they think they should be here no Lord lead them to obedience even right now as I'm praying and Lord would you now just fill this place we, cra- we claim the promise where two or three Christians gather, Jesus is present. So be present here for these wedding vows, for these wedding rings as we celebrate this beautiful thing. We do this in the name of God, the Father who called us, God, the Son who died for us and God, the Holy Spirit who allows us to live like Jesus. Amen. Let's watch some baptisms together. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of C4, visit c4church.com.